Welcome to another episode of the Two Idiots Podcast. I'm Reg. I'm Randy. And joining us this week, we have Mr. Well, Tristan Schellenberg is what I know him as, but your social media says Tristan Miles. Do you prefer that? Tristan Miles is my it's my middle name. Uh, yeah. Tristan Miles is my middle name. I Schellenberg is such a long name that I that I I tend to just cut it short by saying Miles. It just yeah, makes that's it fair. And, sure. and it looks better. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we we we've been kind of chatting for a little while to set this up, so I'm glad we finally got it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a pleasure. So you're you're calling in here from where again? I'm out in Kelowna, BC, so nice. where I was born. Probably one of the only people who born here and live here. Everyone else is tourist. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird distinction. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how big is Kelowna? Um, you know, uh, depends on the season. I think summertime so, it doubles in size. Right. Um, you know, probably anywhere between three and four hundred thousand. Upwards wow. of five, maybe six. Right. So Jesus, it, it can get pretty big. It's changed over the years, yeah. Yeah, man. Okay, so you were born in Kelowna, um, roughly the same age as us, right? Around 30? Yeah, 30 here in a couple couple months. Nice, yeah. nice. Well, we both just turned 30 this year, so yeah. join the club. Um, <laughs> feeling it. Dude, yeah. I'm feeling it. I haven't even turned 30 yet. I'm feeling it already. <laughs> Giving my parents credit here. already. I'm like, hey, you guys are right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, as you get older, you tend to acknowledge that your parents are right a lot more often mm-hmm. than you did when you were fifteen. Oh yeah, but very much humbled, so. humbled yeah. by life, hundred <laughs> percent. Oh, so so on that on that topic. So then you made it out to Steinbeck at some point. Um, how and why and when was that? Yeah, it's funny because yeah, Reg, you and I met years ago. It was because I, as a you know, a child of you know, growing up with divorced parents, um, my Half of my family was in Manitoba, oh, half, okay. you know, and then my family's in BC. So we would visit um, quite often, you know, at least two times a year we would come. But um, my grandma was, you know, my, my actually even before my grandma was passing, I, I had gone to a couple different schools. You know, I went to uh, South Oaks in Grunthal, went to Altona, um, Winkler, a bunch of different cities in Manitoba before I had actually um you know met you and randy um but kind of what made me stay in steinbeck it was a transition of my life and you know i had my grandma was passing she had uh cancer i don't know what kind of cancer i think it was lung or something like that but yeah. um mm-hmm. at that point you know my mom needed obviously to be with her mom and we were all in Kelowna, so we just all moved to be there with my grandma she was given you know, like eight months to live or something, right. you know, maybe even less than that. So we were transitioning and she obviously wanted to be with her mom. So as kids, um, you know, we, we had, this was just a must. So we had to follow the leader, you know, <laughs> right. of course. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, you know, that was grade 10. So that was grade 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were many years before that I was in and out of Manitoba. Um, a lot of different events that um, had kind of, been catalyst to where I am today but that was where you and I met Reg and we all went to to the SR Mm -hmm. at that point um it was a pretty big crazy turnover in my (laughs) life at that time so there's a lot of conflict there's a lot of pain there's a lot of events going on and and uh so that's how I I ended up in Manitoba and and 
how things kind of revealed themselves. I think that was kind of an interesting part of my life. But that's what brought me to Manitoba at my older years at that time, my I guess mid-teens or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. And so then you were out here for how long after that? So did you start, came here in grade 10 and stayed till when? Came there grade 10. Um, so what did I do? I, I was there for the eight months or something. I went to school, VSR, and I didn't stay. I went not to sit in my grandma had passed um, and had some traumatic experience. You know, her last breath was, was holding my hand. So at that uh, time, it was mm-hmm. just like a totally different perspective on life and yeah. a lot of pain and, and kind of like wonder as to like, is this what life is, right? Especially so young. But yeah. it was, yeah, kind of a young traumatic experience. And it was also really traumatic for my mom. So there was a lot of turning points at that time in her life. And it affected, obviously affected a lot of our upbringing and stuff like that. But I ended up going back to, um, I ended up going back to uh, Kelowna and tried to do, you know, life there for a bit. And I, and I did, I, I, you know, graduated grade 10, graduated grade 11. Um, You know, I was doing some roofing and some construction um, outside of that. And it was grade, what was it? You know, I, I dropped out of high school beginning of grade 12, first okay. semester. I was, that was when things were really starting to change in my life. I was starting to see the long-term effects of, um, you know, the, the pain my mom was going through. And so as a kid, you know, I was mama's boy. I always want to take care of her. I, I was trying to, you know, wanted to rescue um her through her circumstances and so i moved back to manitoba first semester grade 12 um to just try to you know hopefully help in some way and that was where my um journey of uh you know drug and alcohol abuse began and a lot of um you know just trying to find my way yeah and uh, so i dropped out of dropped out of high school i never went to high school first first semester and got a job at uh, Lone Windows, and I had my own place, and there's just a lot of toxicity in my life at yeah. that time. And, mm. you know, small town, I always, like, I, I left there in a hurry because the small town was, you, you're either on the left or you're right on the right. Yeah. You know, there's no in-between. It was either intense or not involved <laughs> at all, right? And, yeah. and I was both feet in uh, into the, the not-so-good. And... You know, it just it, it definitely took me down so many different roads. I, you know, got in trouble with the law. I had some charges that I had to deal with. And, you know, I never pointed the finger. I, you know, I pointed the finger for a little bit in my life. But it, you know, there was a time in my life where I just had to, you know, own it. Like, dude, yeah, you put sure. yourself in this position. You know, you can't blame it on other people. I mean, you're in charge of, you know, where you want to go and where do you want to go. Yeah. And uh, it was a huge wake up call for me um, where I, I was so in it and it was so depressing. And I and I, you know, finally life, you know, you, you hit a time in your life where if it gets too bad, you either you either die or you just you see it. You see this little window and ray of hope and you take it. And yeah. that was what I seen. I was like, you know what, there is I can either pers- continue down this road where do I see everybody else going? Well, you know, like I, I just seen them in either jail or dead, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. yeah. And, I was going to ask how that, how that, uh, you know, 
how going through that kind of shaped your path forward, which you kind of already touched on. Um, but I, I imagine, at least looking back, I, I would hope that there's some lessons you took from that that you still kind of apply today. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, I a lot of people will, you know, a lot of people in life look at their past and they're like, you know, it's life is so so not for us, you know. Yeah life is so, you know, tough and, and it's, you know, never on my side and I'm never a lucky person. And, (laughs) and I always miss opportunities and stuff like that. And, and it's a, I think the greatest asset a person can have is perspective because perspective Mm -hmm. is a, it's a, it's a, it, it, it doesn't have to have a monetary, but it doesn't have to be tangible, you know, perspective, something you can't see, nor can you buy, but it's like sweat equity. You you have to go through life. You have to go through more. The more experiences you go through, the more perspective you have. And because of that um, time in my life, I was able to gain a lot of perspective. I mean, through that time, you know, somebody I loved and cherished, you know, most um, turned their back on me and did something to me that I would have never thought that they would have done. And mm-hmm. all of a sudden, walls are up up right and i was like mm-hmm. you know if this is what the closest people to me can do what would people that don't know me do you know yeah. so i stand by this you know this certain f- phrase that you know keep your enemies close but keep your friends closer because you know they know everything about you and and so i've kind of held on to that since but um that shaped me in a lot of different ways man because it it allowed me because i was ready for you know for change i knew that i could no longer trust the direction of my peers that were leading me obviously in the wrong direction so i had to start owning my life and in my decisions and and start to shape it myself and being independent and all that you know i just said you know it's up to me i've got to figure this out and I actually left Steinbeck when I was um, so obviously end of first semester. I wasn't in school. I actually, you know, I was like, man, if I don't graduate this year, I'll never go back. So I went back to high school in Kelowna and, and I um, graduated with enough credits and super stoked. Um, still fighting conflict. Still, you know, you know, Reg, you know, my history in Steinbeck. You know, I had tons of bar fights and a lot of different <laughs> discretions and. A lot of, you know, like those are things that I was recognized for in Steinbeck. And, you know, it was that and partying and all sorts of, you know, nasty stuff. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just weird how life operates, you know, how it works. And, and, you know, to further my point too, like I, I am a firm believer because of these experiences and where I am today that life doesn't not work for us it, it's it it does work for us right there's always balance in some way or form of in life where it goes bad this way but it it presents an opportunity over here to balance itself out and, and that's kind of how it's been for my life right if you're ready for it right yeah. what do they say like if people claim luck or they claim whatever but like you can be you can get all the opportunities you want but if you're not ready to accept any of them or to take any of them and run with it then for you're sure. just going to say, ah, oh, what was me? Yeah. What was me? I, you know, yeah. at least attempt to, right? Cause yeah. like, you learn through failure too. That's one of the biggest things, right? Like, yeah. Just because something yeah. doesn't work the first time doesn't mean it's not going to work the more you work at it. Exactly. And yeah. to your, your perspective point, I feel like that applies a lot to, um, Steinbeck in particular. Um, just that uh, there's a lot of people that they, they treat it exactly like that where it's, you know, um, it's a bit of the victim mentality that and, and they know yeah. m- many people around here don't leave 
the insular community in which they grew up or like their family circle. And, and there's not necessarily anything wrong with that, but it's hard to earn like a, a worldview mm-hmm. if all you ever see is what you've always seen. Yeah. Right. So even if it's crossing Canada, whether or if going anywhere, meeting new people, traveling across, it's outside of your bubble in general. Exactly. Yeah. So well, that was the best thing I could have ever done was yeah. leave. Not that I, you know, Steinbeck is not a place of opportunity or a place to a lot of people who are wealthy in Steinbeck. Like it's not like that's not sure. a thing. But mm-hmm. um, but I will say is that my opportunity there had I'd wasted, you know, like my yeah, reputation, yeah. Right. my credibility and and then you know, that's it. I actually left to finish high school and, um, Jesus so much, like there's a time lapse I have, like there's so many things in between that time that has happened that it's, 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 it's surreal to, to, you know, to think of like that there was that. And then there was a lot of stuff after my high school years that brought me back to a whole bunch more turmoil that maybe we can go into further, but, Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely, you know, I think one thing is that, um, you know, even today, like we see, you know, I hate, I'll just go to this point very shortly, but, sure. you know, somebody who has no Corona cases in their city is like, it's fake, it's a joke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but then right. you go to the complete opposite, you know, hemisphere of the world. Like you go to New York and people are like, dude, this is real. Like it's hundred percent. And the left will think you're crazy. And the right is like super scared for the lies. Yeah. You know, it just because it's not present in your city does not mean that it's not, it doesn't exist. And it's just relative to perspective in life, man. Like hundred percent. sure. Like your parents have told us to take it easy in life and don't, you know, take too many risks and be cautious with your direction and don't trust many, but at the same time, it's actually the opposite of that that creates wealth in people's lives. Like yeah, it's literally yeah. taking risks. It's doing those uncomfortable things that our parents were teaching us to be careful about. It's actually like, you know, like in your 20s, that is the best opportunity to take advantage of risk. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. when you're getting older, like my body hurts today, man. Like I'm not <laughs> about to go and start the football team again, you know, sorry to say, but <laughs> you know, like yeah. that, that yeah. train is fast, man. That yeah. opportunity is fast. So, you know, no, I that's, think- that's totally true. Um, but even that, like, even with, like you had mentioned that there was, there's kind of, um, I guess traumas or, or, or pitfalls and stuff that you went through. And I think part of the reason that I want to have you on is the fact that, like yeah, we we knew, we both know each each other way back. Like of course, you know, two thousand and five. Um, yeah. But since then, like, who is Tristan? Right? You know what I mean? Like, of course, we've been friends on social media and and we've interacted briefly. Yeah. But like the fact that you went through all this stuff and now you become whoever you are, I wanted to kind of like get to that point of like, what makes you tick? Like, what 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 are you doing with your life? How did you get there? What you know? Yeah. What do you think sets you apart from? from you know the average person to to get to where you're at today sure yeah oh man you know i think it's my past <laughs> i think it's my past dude yeah yeah it, it's a gift you know and it, a lot of people think i'm crazy for saying that but the trauma is a gift if you, you you sit down with anybody who's done extraordinary things in their lives it's been catalyzed like it's a it's a catalyst from pain a lot, oftentimes it's a catalyst from pain yeah. You know, I, I follow many wealthy minds, a lot of successful people monetarily, a lot of successful people just with joy and peace in their heart. You know, there's a lot of different aspects of success. I don't think that it's just money. 
but wealth, true abundance in life in all aspects. I like to I like to follow those people, right? And um, I think there's just been a there has been a pivotal point in my life where um, you know there was a time you know I, I I I'll add this I I started in the oil field and my search for happiness had a, a price tag attached to it. Yeah. Because I thought that money would be the route to happiness, you know, mm-hmm. subconsciously that when I had money, I wouldn't have problems. But when you have bad habits and you have more money, you just have more <laughs> expensive habits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I caught the first stage of that when I first started in the oil field and, you know, 2015, I lost it all. You know, I had the truck, I had money. Yeah. I was spending which, which it faster for a lot of guys in that field. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, like your it's your habits that define your your success. You know, I had pretty shitty habits at that time, right? I was just focused on money, and I would you know having a good time. Is that for when and, oil dropped? It was twenty fifteen, and that, that was when... two thousand fifteen. Was when yeah. it was a big wake up because that's when the yeah. crash happened. Right. Yeah, um, seven months without work, and oh, yeah. the the reality was hitting that it might not ever start up again, right? And I was just like, holy cow, man. Like, I've never experienced this in my life. Like, I was making it twice the Canadian average for five years straight. Yeah. And now I'm like, I still got some nasty habits that I'm, you know, mind you, you know, I went through a uh, sobriety bout for about three years. And at that time, I was like, you know, I still had spending habits, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so I was still spending on stuff. And, you know, this is where... Um, I believe this is where I first began, you know, cause I did get back to work and finally after seven months and I was willing to do anything. Like I was willing to be the grunt at this yeah. point, like I'll do whatever. Um, but it was a point in my life where I'm like, I'm not invincible. Like this is not bulletproof. I've got to <laughs> yeah. literally, I've got to find something for my future. Like this is, if I just continue down this route and if it, ha- if it happens again, like I can't be dry for seven months, like drive for money for seven months and having nothing available. Right. Like most people and, they need yeah. sustainability. Yeah. Right. And let's just be honest. I mean, I, I hate to say it, but you know, I feel really bad for guys that work in my city right now, or, you know, guys in construction in general who work so freaking hard and the government is not, is not fairly adjusting to inflation, you know? Mm. And because of that, I mean, you can make, you get your dollar raise every year, but you know, you, you can't keep up because food's yeah. going up. The cost of goods are going up. The cost of interest rates are going up and $10,000 today, maybe back in 70, in 1970 is not $10,000 today. It yeah, is exactly. what you get, you know, like it's going, you just can't keep up. And so I realized this in 2015, I already knew like, listen, my life, if I continue this and I, you know, I'm, I'm going to have a hard time when I'm 50 and my body's already starting to feel, you know, <laughs> like it's not, I'm not going to be able to be construction of grunt when I'm 50. Yeah. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. But that's a rare thing. <laughs> so yeah, I actually, started opening up my mind to um, business and being a, you know, being a, um, on, or not, not an entrepreneur, being an employee for so long, like my, obviously my ears to opportunity were very closed, yeah. you know, because everybody that says anything about opportunity, 
opportunity. You, know, you just hear the word and you're like, yeah, like, okay. Yeah. You know, especially online, this is a time where things started to flourish online and we all thought it was bullshit. And, you know, so my ears were closed, but, um, it took three years after the crash for me to finally, you know, find something that was, that I was open enough to start to look into. And at the same time, it was perfect because I was just going through a breakup. I was dating a girl in Mexico, terrible <laughs> idea. Like she didn't even speak English barely. <laughs> like it was so bad. I met her in Cancun. We couldn't even communicate. Like it was terrible. Um, <laughs> but I was so miserable guys. I was, at this time of my life, I had money, I had a job, I had six figures, you know, I, I could have spent and invested it in many different ways, but I didn't have the knowledge, number yeah. one. Mm -hmm. School never taught me what to do with my money. My parents never did either. And so I spent it. Um, and another thing is that I was I was so miserable, man. 2017, I was ready to I was I was at the end of a rope almost, you know, mm -hmm. like I was right. I was I was talking to horses at a ranch to let my thoughts out because I didn't have anybody else to talk to. You know, like I was, yeah. I was so looking for something to break me free of these shackles, like just stuck in your own mind. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this time, like a friend, I mean, it's so funny, right? Like a friend had present, like I was struggling with sleep and that was one of the biggest issues for me. And, and, because I was going through this breakup, I hadn't slept for like three days. I was going nuts. Oh, yeah. And talking a friend had introduced. <laughs> yeah, I was talking to <laughs> more than one. Yeah. And at the same time, I'm also operating heavy equipment in uh, in the Rockies. You yeah. know, like, <laughs> so I've got people to look out for. Yeah, it's and risky. So yeah. It's risky. It's one of the most dangerous jobs in the world, um, pipelining in the mountains and in you know, I, I gotta say like my friend came at to me at a good time and she had some products and this was a, a um, network marketing business that I wanted nothing to do with. Right. Like yeah. the online mm. marketing stuff all seemed like a bullshit lie. Well, inherently, and I would yeah. never do it. It sounds like a, like every person's like, Oh, it sounds like a pyramid scheme. Right. Or it's like, Oh, it's a, no, no, but it's not. You know, yeah. it's, you yeah. know what I mean. That that's always the first yeah, instinct for everybody. Yeah. Right? Everyone looks at it as like it's just the next fad coming through. Yeah, yeah, but it it worked, and I'll I'll even get into that for you know a little bit about it. But you know, I and I'm I. It's funny because that's exactly what I said. Yeah. I'm like I'm not doing those experiments, but I'm gonna try the product because like you're telling me it's gonna help me. I want it. I need sleep, man. Yeah. So I did. I I tried it, and it was like 15 minutes. I was on my bed reading some some material. Uh, I'm really heavy into personal development, even before I started business. I've always been really uh, intrigued by people like Tony Robbins, philanthropists and business people like Tony Robbins, uh, Jim Rohn, you know Les Brown, um, you know Gary Vaynerchuk. There's so many different people who you know, big business owners, wealthy minds, but also philanthropists and people who invest in people and, and give away, you know, stuff to help people. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I also used to use this, these same motivational videos to help me, you know, um, at the gym when I was going through a tough time, like those videos were just intense and they would help me get through. And, you know, Randy, you played football, right? Yep. So, so I would, I would use those, those videos to help me get pumped up for, you know, a football game. Right. <laughs> right like, for sure. That kind yeah. of stuff. But what I what I didn't realize is what this stuff was doing was leaking good organic um, material into my brain, 
um <laughs> and it kept me alive man it kept me alive right. for years and uh so yeah anyway um so i started so i was sleeping and i was like okay i'm gonna give this, some of this stuff to my friends and they they loved it and i was like i need to look at this business model more in depth because you know obviously i'm I i've been looking for opportunity and if you're not open to it you'll never get it you what don't was the, what you was can't, the product? can't ask for a fortune if you're not even buying a lottery ticket you know yeah, what i mean <laughs> what was the actual so, product that, that that you bought the the products had been a so at the time i didn't know much about it. i just knew that it helped with sleep and i trusted this person but it was a sleep pro the one product that they had we got a we got a bunch of them but the one product that sold me most was called sleep like it was very oh, obvious okay. what it what right. it was effective for right <laughs> <laughs> perfect marketing and, yeah but i've been in you know i've been in working out and taking supplements for years and and melatonin didn't cut it for me yeah. Um, but this stuff had been, um, had an enhanced nutrient delivery system that I was really intrigued by. Hmm. And it's funny cause like a week prior I was taking melatonin and I would sleep for two hours and I'd wake up in the middle of the night really easily just from a fly on the wall. Oh. And, but the stuff had knocked me out for the, you know, a good five hours. And that's not a lot for a lot of people, but for an oil patch worker, you work 12 hour days. That's, yeah. you know, you need as much as you can get. Um, I felt like I slept 10 hours yeah. and so I kept taking it and it actually got to the point where I was like, I took it for like a month and my, my sleep patterns were back to normal. So I didn't need mm -hmm. to take it all the time. Yeah. So an effective product. Right. Um, but I wasn't going to start the business. I wasn't going to get involved And in what I love. And I'll tell people this right now. I mean, I, I'm not in it for the, I was never in it for, you know, person to person sales. Like I never wanted to be an individual product seller. I mean, I never, in, I was never intrigued by that. I was I was more intrigued by the opportunity to grow in leadership capabilities because I seen the value of building a team. And a lot of people don't understand how this business model works, but it's based off of leverage, just like business owners and franchise owners operate, right? And in order to increase your front end, you've got to franchise into different areas. And mm -hmm. you as one person need to leverage other people to to manage those places. And as a leader, you can build an organization who of people and a culture of people who have the same minds as you. Sure. And right. most business owners, if they had all their employees who worked and thought the same as them, they would have a very, very functional business. They'd be pretty happy to have that. Yeah. Right. And the way of the network marketing business is really just it's franchising. It's the greatest franchise model in history. And you get paid from your initial efforts multiple times. And that's what I like. I didn't have to go to people individually and sell product because that is no different than selling vehicles. Yeah, you have yeah. to find clients for that and you have to continue. And I, I didn't like that. So what it did is it just gave me the opportunity to, and this is going to kind of connect to my point of feeling really down at that time. It allowed me to start to see more purpose in my life. This is what I want people to understand is, I now had a purpose when I started to build towards my future. For one, I have an asset that I'm building towards. That was, you know, really intriguing for me for the next crash or pandemic. For sure. Number two, it allowed me to find the right people to surround myself with. It allowed me to, to develop in ca capacity in areas that weren't as um, uh, needed or they weren't necessities for pipeline, right? Like yeah. I could get a way we're communicating with people with anger or frustration <laughs> a lot better than i would in business you know yeah. 
so it allowed me to have purpose. That was the biggest thing. I felt like I had purpose. I, I felt like all those years of personal development was leading me to this place in my life where now I could start to lead. And it strengthened me in areas now that I can I can do that, right? I feel like that's very common. Like a lot of people get, like you mentioned earlier, with people in construction, they could kind of, they get stuck in the in the rut, or, or not even necessarily a rut, but they get stuck in the industry, and that's sort of what it is. And they've been kind of trained to avoid risk, and they've been trained to just put your head down and go to work. And but I feel like yeah. a lot of people, oftentimes even myself included, I can't speak for Randy, mm-hmm. but you, you, sometimes you feel adrift, right? You, you're going through the motions. You're sort of yeah, or even stuck. Right? Totally. It's like, well, I just I can't do anything else. This exactly. is all I know how to do. Yep. Yeah. And that's the. You know, that's even frightening for me to think right now. Like, what if I didn't take that? Like, where yeah. would I be right now? I'd be in the exact same place I was in 2015. I'd be the exact same place I was just prior to starting um, business. You know, like that idea that, you know, I don't know about your parents. But my dad's 61 oh, and yeah. he was supposed to retire in five years ago, oh, you know, right, yeah. and now he's saying five years from now, <laughs> there's a, there's a pattern that's going on here and yeah. people aren't paying attention to it. And for me is, you know, the way of life, the way of business, the way of money, the way of wealth transference is changing in the world. And a lot of it should not involve you clocking in every day until mm-hmm. you're 70. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah. And, those are the those are the nuggets I'm searching for, right? Like I I read books like I don't have it with me, but I have a book called um, Money Master the Game by Tony Robbins, and he just basically gives you information on how to avoid having your money taken from you and where to invest it long term without having to be a business person, without having to be super educated, and without you having to give it to the bank to manage for you. Yeah, right, mm-hmm. and long-term plans and stuff like that. I mean, this is stuff that's a waste of time for most people, but I mean, you waste your time for 40 years of your life, you know, searching for that paycheck that's going to set you aside from (laughs) everybody else. You know what I mean? It's like anything else. You got to put the time and the effort in, right? Right. Knowledge is power, but knowledge without action is, is foolish. Right. And that's, Mm -hmm. that's why when you get it, like to read a book is great. My auditory retention is so bad. (laughs) <laughs> that I have to write things down. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I hear you. I have to write it down, I have to look at it and all that stuff. But just to, to my point is like investing in yourself. You can never like everybody will say it. It sounds so cliche, but to invest, the best investment is in yourself. I mean, if if you could put, you know, I, I am I've spent an unordinate, you know, an extraordinary amount of time investing in myself. I've got journals of thoughts and journaling. I, I, I create content, you know, I've got my own Facebook page where, you know, and it's not even related to business. It's just for mindset. Like yeah, right. the mindset is, is the one thing that most people right now it's limiting them from getting to a place where they want because there's this big wall of fear, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not that you and I, and, and you and you and I are not incapable of going somewhere where we, you know, it's hard to think of. It's not yeah, that we're incapable. Yeah. I mean, a lot like some women have have triplets, and they think that they can't do certain things. And I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> you know, like you could literally do anything. Yeah. You are capable of raising triplets, and to you know, you have the capacity to do that. 
who who says that you can't go and be senior vice president of that company of course. you know like who said to you that you don't have it well, I don't have time. I promise you, you didn't have time for triplets before you had them. <laughs> you know, like you can make time for things that you value, yeah, you know, sure. and you value the life of something that is biologically yours. Right. So if you can own the direction of your life, like it's biologically yours for sure, own something that you want so bad that it's like blood to you, you will move aside the things that are important. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I, I think an interesting... that's just something. Sorry, I saw an interesting quote, uh, was it last week or earlier, um, basically saying that if you need something done or if, or if you ask someone for help, ask, what is it now? The lazy person will always say, I don't have time, whereas your busiest friend or whatever will always say, yeah, I'll make time, mm-hmm. right? It's it's mm-hmm. it's a weird mentality shift because I, I get sucked into it all the time. I'll be, you know, I have a, a free day or a free evening and I'll just, you know, quote unquote, waste it doing nothing productive, watching TV, reading nothing or listening to music, whatever. Um, but at the same time, I always feel like, well, I don't have any time. Like I didn't have time to do this. I didn't have time to do that when I in fact would have, right. If, and if I was on the go, you can always, you're able to shovel things around and you fit things in. But if you're just being lazy, then you, you feel like you don't have time, yeah. which is weird. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Yeah. It, it and you know what this isn't i i won't say that this is like to blame for just us i mean listen i i think that you know for many of us this is a this is a generational thing sure you know many people who are you know our parents are like ah oh, you know these these you know millennials or whatever they call them the 2000 and ups you know they're just so privileged and this and that and i'm like you know i think of it you know gary vaynerchuk had said something too it's like you're the one who raised them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're the yeah. one who raised them. Yeah. Like it starts from somewhere. Like these people aren't just the way they are because of the way they are. Like we were programmed a certain way and I, and I'm not going to blame a person for the way they think. I, I just, I strive to open up the minds of people who've been trained to think one way all their life because yeah. who's doing it. You know, there's not a lot of people that are like, you know, you know, in school, they used to say, you know, believe it and you can achieve it. And, you know, all that stuff. You had those Nike commercials they are always, you know, you can do whatever you want and all that stuff. You can do anything I can do better and all that, that stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I wish they would have broke it down more. You know, I wish somebody believed it enough to break yeah. it down. Mm-hmm. But it was such a common one liner for people to say, but nobody would break it down for me. Yeah. And so it, it just meaning. passed. It lost yeah. its meaning. It's like you say I love you to your girlfriend every single day or every hour of the day. <laughs> Eventually, it's just the thing that you say, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that is like those things have some common truths. People aren't breaking them down relevantly enough, I think, to our time. And that's what I like to do through to go back to my, my childhood trauma, breaking down my story to show people that, listen, like, yeah, life can be really crappy. Yeah. And yeah, I could have been, you know, I didn't have the advantage, right? I was given all the disadvantages that everybody else has. But when you choose to find some other purpose and direction for your life, now you can start to own that. And when you start to own that, you can also teach people. And I, mm-hmm. I think that is where purpose starts to coincide, right? Now, life, you know, maybe I'm working construction for 480 hours a week. But on the other part of it, 
you know, those downtimes, I'm also, I have purpose to invest in people, right? Yeah, I have right. a purpose because my story is no longer for me. My story is for someone else. I, that was the pivotal point for my life is that all the pain, it, it's really, yeah, it's like really crappy and I can point the fingers, but I mean, my life is pretty good today. Like, and <laughs> yeah. why is that? Yeah. You know, why is that? And I, I'm like, you know what? You know, I, I got to thank all those people who who helped me feel like crud all those years because it kind of drove me to want to feel a lot better about my life, want to feel better about my direction, want to treat be people better. Because I was not a good human to people for years. <laughs> like I was, just, I was so insecure about myself that I was like, and I got bullied and all that stuff. But you know, I I compensated by doing the same thing back to people. I was so insecure, yeah, yeah. you know. And I think that basic psychology or, you know, yeah. kind of the way people are. Hurt but people, hurt people. there's a time where you're like, are you disgusted with yourself enough to change? Yeah. You know, yeah. and when you see that kid getting bullied at school and you're 30 years old, are you going to watch and be like, God, man, you don't have the balls to like step in? Yeah. Right. You know, and I think at this time of my life, all of us, like we would 100% step in there and be like, you know, you can't do this kids. Like, you course, know, yeah. like this, you would hope so. Yeah. Um, to take, yeah. to take it back slightly, not to digress too much, but, um, back to our pyramid scheme point, um, maybe a misunderstanding, but how does that, like, cause there's, that's a taboo word. That's a taboo term, right? Pyramid scheme. Totally. Yeah. Um, so based on what do you call it? Network marketing, something, can you just explain how they're different? Yeah, well, I mean, a pyramid scheme is is a money transference with no product. So if there's a product and you there's more customers in, in the business model or the company than there are uh, affiliates or promoters, then you have yourself a real business. And, uh, okay, you yeah, know, right. people will assume pyramid schemes on startups, not giving a business enough time to create itself and assuming with, and you know what, this is the problem, right? We, you can go on, you know, um, Wikipedia or Google and find all this knowledge from people who don't even know how to speak English, <laughs> don't even know how to speak or, 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 you know, people that are just taking knowledge from their own brains and putting it out there, hoping yeah. that people will agree, right. you know, of course. And so that's what we do. I mean, how many times have I heard, okay, I'm going to do the research. I'm going to do my own research. I'm like, all right, you do your own research. All you're going to do is Google this company and you're going to get, you know, the competitors creating documents that you know downgrade a certain company or product or whatever and create video content to diminish the name and those are going to be what's going to justify your future yeah right you're going to let an opportunity pass you by because of what um, the competition's doing listen if you haven't been sued in business you're not doing it right that's just the way <laughs> business works you've got to be you've got to be strong i mean you know you got the president of the united states that guy is you know, I'd love to say that, you know, to get there, you'd have to be perfect. But the guy's crazy. <laughs> the guy's not. I, yeah. This is none of my business. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm not left. I'm not right. I'm just sure. saying the guy, the guy has to make a lot of risky, you know, moves and have a lot of people hate him and a lot of people like him. You know, it's just the way business works, too. Right. Yeah. And so when I hear that, I'm just, you know, there are some people that are closed. There are some people that are open. For the ones that are open, they're willing to, you know, do more than just research YouTube and Google. They're willing to ask the questions and get the right people on the call to make sure that their futures are in in order, right? I was the same person. I mean, I made the decision after, you know, putting the facts together. Like, yeah. I didn't put facts from people I didn't know. I, I, I got the right people 
I got the, 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 you know, the ones who are making the millions, the hundreds of millions. I talk to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking to my friends who, you know, who are still telling me, you know, don't do certain things. And they're the ones with the lifestyle that held me back for so many years. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I, I, I don't hate my friends. I, I'm not, you know, I love what they do. I love working too. I love that. It's, but it's just, for me, it's too secure. You know yeah. what I mean? And there's more risk to be employed for me, for me, than there is for me to start, you know, and, and bet on myself. Right. right. Yeah. And so the pyramid thing, it's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's the transference of money. You know, we've heard of clouds and all that stuff. Those are pyramid schemes. Um, the thing is that the op- how I operate my business, it's a binary Okay, which means that there's one person, you, and you find two people. As soon as they they picture that, it's a pyramid. Yeah, right. And it connected to pyramid is the guy at the top makes all the money. And so that was my first question. Like, does the guy at the top make all the money? Not that it really matters. If you can choose your paycheck, it shouldn't matter. But at the same time, does the person at the top make all the money? And I was proven I was proven it wrong. I was I, it was proved wrong to me. So no, the guy at the top does not make all the money like you literally have two legs of your own and, and this could be compli- complicated to, to envision but you have a left and a right business and if the left isn't doing as good as the right for the person above you you can outdo them in volume points and 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 make more than him so uh-huh. and it's happened in my business many times so to explain that to a person you gotta you know you've got to show them the next thing is it's not a real business and i don't want to be a salesman and all that stuff and yeah it, it, I just like to get like real with them because, you know, I'm not a salesman. I have never, you know, created a sales pitch. It's all been organic relationship. It's the network marketing business network, right? Like you're connecting mm-hmm. with people. It's the people business. Yeah. And most franchises are, are businesses. They're, they're storefronts, they're brick and mortar. Networking is you don't have business storefronts. You have people and your people are franchise owners. They're not employees. And they do their own disruption. They do their own marketing. They, they follow a certain marketing system. They connect with people and each person in your business because the efforts you put in, you get to um, you get a part of that effort that they put in because you found that the first person is a dominoes effect. I mean, right. think of it. You walk into your job and you work for eight, nine, ten hours and your boss gets paid every day. Um, continually, your efforts don't multiply. You get the same every Friday. That's that's risky. Yeah. Because guess what? I'm going to work harder one day than I do the other and I'm not getting paid more. And I promise you the guy next to me is probably working less. Yeah. I know he's working less <laughs> than me and and he's getting paid the same as me. You know yeah. I yeah. that is And so when I explain this to people like listen, you know, I understand. You know, we've been raised in a in a generational curse that said that the only way to make money is to be a martyr. Right? Like the only way to earn your paycheck is you have to sacrifice, you know, yeah. there's yeah. no other way, but the way to wealth is, is leverage and it's systems. And what that, what I mean by that is, listen, when you own a business, you don't want to do all the marketing. You don't want to stock all the shelves. You don't <laughs> want to do, um, open it up at night, at six in the morning. You want someone else to, yeah, because you yeah. can't be in a hundred places at once. So you leverage different, um, different levels of education. You, you leverage different skill sets so that your job is more productive in the areas that help your business grow. And franchise owners understand that. And that's why when they open one franchise, they're not doing it to build one location. They're looking to multiply into different locations like McDonald's, right? 
And because when McDonald's is like, we want to go big, like we want to, we've got a big plan for our lives. They, they didn't, you know, build one and say, this is going to be the biggest, you know, in this one location, we get all the money. <laughs> no, they, they were like, we're going to get this burger to go global. And, yeah. and every business that buys into our shares, they're going to give us a percentage for our, for our proven system because they know at the end of the year, they'll get a guaranteed profit. And so what do you get? What does McDonald's get for that? They get like $40,000 um, for an entrance fee from a McDonald's franchise opening plus a percentage of the sales. And they only, they, they started the company, but the name is what created and the proven system is what allows them to continually get um, profits from other uh, businesses that open. So right. when I say that about network marketing, people, well, you make all the money off of me. Well, yeah, I just helped you, you know, plug into a system that's proven. It's going to help you create, you know, freedom for your life. And it's a company that has, you know, has built billions of dollars in sales in their previous company. Yeah, that is 100%. <laughs> Wouldn't you like that for your your business? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's just kind of me explaining it in my own way. And, uh, you know, a lot of people haven't been able to explain it to me in that way, but it makes sense and it creates a picture for people to understand that. Is it real business? A hundred percent. Do you have to be a salesman? Absolutely not. If you really understand the mechanics of it, like I said, I'm building a team. I, I'm not looking for individual sales marketers. I'm just simply looking for a team of people who want to grow and build and, and, and create a large organization. That That is really, and, and along that process, you develop in the same capacity levels that I do, right? And that's what I love. People want more in life. Don't want to be continually clocking in, miserable with their direction, looking for purpose. I mean, there's all those areas in the industry. And I'm not just saying my business, like the whole industry is based off of people and build, yeah. a lot of people don't like people well, if you don't like people i didn't like people when i started maybe yeah. it's not for you that's fine but you know if, if you're miserable with your life start looking at different op there's all sorts of different opportunities investing real estate super good place to, to invest in real estate you know but assets that's what it comes down to yeah. like mm -hmm. find a way to build or buy an asset and you know you can start to prepare your future and that's what the whole the crash in 2015 started me off on this journey and it's allowed me to discover myself for sure. And so then, with the with the company that you're working with, and you mentioned they sell products, um, give us a rough idea. Like what what kind of products are we talking? Like what 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 are you guys selling? Yeah, it's like um, so we were just a nutritional business, so we had just nutrient uh, nutrient type products. And I mean, you know, we've got your all in one vitamin. We've got the sleep product, something to help with inflammation. Okay. Um, we've got a um, weight management product. We've got a product that is um, probably like ten times better than what is that? Was that one called uh, Alpha Alpha Brain? Oh, so right. that Alpha Brain that Joe Rogan always talks about. Yeah, well, we've got yeah. like all those ingredients plus more in our in our product, and it's all liposomal. <laughs> them them fighting um, words. <laughs> uh, I know, but but listen, uh, Joe Rogan talks about liposomes on one of his podcasts is one of the most effective delivery methods um, when it comes to nutrients and our and obviously you know alpha brain is not liposomal but all of our products are and that's what i love uh, is right. that we're using that same technology but we're just connecting that with nutrients so none of our products cannibalize each other we've got cbd in the states um you know we've got an energy product like you, you can really name it i mean anything to do with helping 
optimize the body's function and getting nutrients to the body without wasting them is what we do right and now we're stepping into skincare um you know like i said i I don't have to be a seller of skin i don't have to be a seller of this stuff i really what this business is about is being your best customer that is all i have to have to do i don't have to go and search and find customers I, i hate hate thinking of doing that it it frightens me to even consider you know, asking people to try my product, you know, like none <laughs> yeah. of that. I, I don't look for that um, at all. And, but I, but I will say, man, you know, like it's the industry of network marketing is, is a funny thing. I mean, a lot of people are like, well, why don't they just ha- have them on the, on the, on the, the shelves, you know, like, why don't they just have them on the shelves of stores? And I like the way of traditional marketing is interesting, you know, like, you're going to go to a store and spend 10, th- 10 times more on a product than you would, than they spend making it. Yeah. You know, I always right. wondered why am I spending this money? Always and so we all start going to Amazon to get things for like, you know, a lot cheaper. Yeah, <laughs> right? right. And, you know, have a look around at traditional businesses. I mean, they're all collapsing. They're falling under new businesses are starting. They don't last. And it's because traditional marketing is not the way of business anymore. Digital is. Yeah. You know, Amazon is taking over. It's making it super effective and efficient for people during a pandemic. And, you know, same with Uber, same with Airbnb, all these places. They don't leverage, they don't buy homes, they don't buy products. They leverage people who have the yeah. product already. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what network marketing is. We're just doing it digitally and we're doing it in health and wellness. And that is something people, you know, they, they weren't worried because it's not as normal as it has been for the last 80 years. But <laughs> the thing is, <clears throat> network marketing has been around for 140 years. The way of business is starting to be like more like network marketing and individual distribution than it is traditional business. You know, yeah. it's all changing. Mm-hmm. People are just going to have to catch up. And <laughs> it it's just the truth, man. Like, yeah, you know, and, and so, you know, at our age, we're just in a really awesome time for opportunity and and i think you know our generation is really going to have an opportunity to capitalize on wealth like before we're 50 we all all have that opportunity and i had a conversation with my dad talking about you know um you know where to invest money long term and stuff i mean it's too late for him now but you know he's like tristan man like we never had the resources you have today you have to go to the library and read a book in there for for you know (laughs) you have to go and bring that book scan it out, you know, read it, bring it back and find another book. You don't have the internet telling you that there's knowledge, a plethora of knowledge everywhere. You can't just keyword, you know, how to create wealth, like in the library, like, (laughs) you know, like all this stuff is, it it came to you and it's either you're open or you're closed at that time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now you can literally search for it in a search menu on how to do it in many different ways. There's all sorts of different ways. And, uh, so it's just, yeah, it's an interesting thing and it's an amazing business. I just wish more people were open to really looking at it, you know, not, not just, not just saying, you know, mom, pa didn't make any money over there (laughs) and blah, blah, blah. Like it's real business, man. Just because it's not a traditional business does not mean that it doesn't take work, you know, like you gotta open up, like you gotta be a communicator. I was a fighter, man. I was a fighter. Like I yeah. fought with, I talked with my fists, you know, like yeah. <laughs> now, now I can have a civil conversation with people. I mean, that's the value of self-development. You yeah. hundred percent. And I think there's some, there's a lesson to be learned there too, because like we've said, most people, particularly around here, but just in general, most people are taught to avoid risks, to, 
to keep your head down, to just mm-hmm. work and work and work and work. And you have time. You can handle your retirement later. Like you have lots of time. Um, and I think there's a lot of that that then the people in that system resent those that are out of the system because they're no so longer true. playing the game. Yeah. And they kind of feel defensive about the fact so that true. this guy, wait, why isn't he working at the factory yeah. and making all this money? Well, what the fuck? Like, yeah, what am what I makes doing, him you know? more special than anybody else? Exactly. So true. Yeah. So, so then they want to tear you down to bring you down to their level instead of raising themselves yeah. up to somebody else's level, right? It's it's interesting to see. And again, I've been guilty of it myself. Like everybody has yeah. mm-hmm, on many levels. Yeah. Um, but I've been thinking a lot more lately as well about kind of investing and kind of learning more about that type of stuff. So I find I find the topic really interesting personally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a good point, man. Like I always, you know, I've learned to understand that the value of true friendship, right? I mean, you guys are probably best friends. Like, I don't have many best friends. I don't like them friends. that much, but... Yeah, this is just, you know, totally <laughs> platonic relationship. Friend, yeah. Bro. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you can only... I can only count the friends that I would put my life on in my hand, you yeah, know? Right. Like, and to to further that point, like, what I mean by that is, you know... A lot of people meet you where they like a lot of people will measure their connection with you with where with from where they met you and no further yeah and what happens is you start to outgrow them you start to stretch in different areas things aren't as relative or relatable anymore and what happens is you know you get to see that person's true colors yeah they don't call you as often they don't appreciate you talking about your new direction as much it starts to get them uncomfortable and you're distancing each other and that's where i found in my business and in business in general is that um i started distancing myself and i'm like man like you know i just i want to feel like you know i want i almost want to digress so that i'm connecting more with those people but yeah right yeah that gotta fight that that urge yeah you gotta fight the urge because you know development and progress and growth is not skills and rainbows it is about finding those unpleasant things in life and recognizing them as like you're running right now you're moving yeah, in a mm-hmm. forward direction it does not look like beautiful sunflower and skittles <laughs> and whatever right like yeah, it's you're climbing not, the mountain right yeah. you're climbing the mountain and, yeah. and an analogy um a friend of mine who's actually a pastor he says he's like when you look at the top of a mountain what do you see and i'm like like bare rock he's like and what do you see at the bottom i'm like well that's where all the shrubbery and bottom it's the most uncomfortable you're you're going up yeah. that and there's tons and tons of growth but yeah. the closer you get to the top you're not growing as much that's where all the 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 hard pl- like mountain rock surface is and i'm like wow that's such a good analogy because you know we all want to get to the top but at the top it gets pretty lonely and if you're not growing you're not really feeling good yeah. right mm. And it's crazy. I was like, dude, you just blew my freaking mind. Like, <laughs> I, I'm like, yeah. I've been in self-development for years, man. I've never heard yeah. that. But it was such a simple thing. But it's what it is, man. It's yeah. it's just a painful thing because it's unordinary. It's uncomfortable. It's just like clocking in and hating your job every day. Yeah. I mean, is there growth there? No, there's not really because you're doing it every day. And yeah. then you're telling yourself that, you know, when Friday comes along, it's gonna it's gonna that's when i'm gonna find out why i'm working so hard mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know but little yeah. people people don't realize that you know that those efforts can compound 
the compound yes. effect is a good book. Those those efforts can compound in areas if you're open to, you know, looking in that direction. You don't have to be a martyr. Like your eff- yeah. like when you invest, you put money in, it continues to to work for you without your active involvement. That's passive income. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Would that not be nice? Go to work one day and for like 20 days get paid. That's pretty <laughs> yeah. much what investing is like, man. Yeah. You yeah. know, so totally if you're on that direction dude definitely worth it because i mean we're 30 man like we've yeah. got another 25 years of work in us left definitely worth um, lucky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah right yeah. like a- <laughs> maybe 30 or 40 years we'll see yeah. um, so the way my body's operating man like i don't think i got that uh, dude you're telling I went me skateboarding. man i went to the skate park i used to do it all the time man Showing off for my nephew, hey? He's there. He's got a scooter. I'm like, oh, I'm going to ride the bowl. I used to do it. <laughs> yeah. and I didn't bail, but I got out. And I'm like, he's like, ah, oh, that's my uncle. He's telling everybody. And I get out. And I'm like, oh, can't walk. I've been bedridden for two, almost a week and a half, dude. I, I've been at the physio. And he texts me. I was like, hey, man, you know how you do it, buddy? He's like, good. How's your back? <laughs> yep. Man. That's the nature of it. Yeah. But that's the same thing, Bodies. right? That, that expands on the point, right? Because what is it worth to your company for you to break yourself, right? Mm -hmm. It's worth whatever they're paying you per hour. But if you then disappear, they'll find someone else to do that exact same job. Right. So it's, it, it, it's a bit depressing because you can, (laughs) the insignificance of it all. Um, but maybe that's what you need, right. To, to push yourself forward. Mm -hmm. Um, well, that's, that's a good point, man. Like that is exactly the thought process that go that it goes into is like, yeah, wow, I'm not so relevant anymore. Like I thought that I was irreplaceable. Yeah, yeah. and invincible. Yeah, it's like <laughs> how long do you want to just be a number? Yeah, you know? yeah, a cog in the wheel, right in the gear. Um, so we'll we'll start dialing okay, down. I don't want to be a number anymore. Yeah. So what exactly. do I do? Want to make numbers? <laughs> um, so then, to 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 kind of sum everything up, what what would be like? I don't know, the elevator pitch of, of what kind of what you want people to get from your content, from your story, from um, from kind of your journey and your life, sort of what to condense it all. What what would you say? I would say most people right now are in the thick of it. I mean, before the pandemic even hit, they've been in a pandemic, whether it's a divorce, whether it's a breakup, whether it's lost my job, whether it's can't find a job, whether it's yeah. injuries, all this stuff. I mean, pandemics are just, you know, it's got a fancy name to it. It's a different, you know, thing in life, but it's relative to all the injuries and all the breakups and all that stuff in life. My thing is, I mean, you know, you can either look back at those things and say, you know, I didn't make it because of those things. You know, I didn't, I didn't, I I could have, but because of that pandemic or because the government taxes, you know, me too much or because of this, because of that. You can either look back and have that story to tell people and that can be your commonality with people and those are the people you can attract or what you can do is you can decide that, you know, life will only work for what you put into it. You know, you can decide that, you know, yeah, I'm injured, but, you know, I can start to, you know, develop my skill set in some other areas. Yeah, it might not take very long, but you know, my perspective is investing in myself will always present a, an opportunity ahead of me worth the work, worth the sweat equity. I would say for those people, it's a perspective thing. Get yeah. around people that will stimulate the way that you think. Right? Don't, yeah, don't be around. This is why this podcast is great. You guys are getting, 
you guys continually get different perspectives and you get different stories. You get different, you know, all that stuff. Like the old wise man with the long beard, you know, he's not a guy of wisdom. Like Gandalf was not a guy of wisdom because he was born old and with no experience in life. The old guy went through some shit. Like he's yeah, yeah, seen, yeah. you know, he's seen the two young kids get together and totally fuck it up. And they, he's yeah. seen them, you know, he's seen all the things and, and he wasn't about to go and tell them. He was going to say, you're going to go through it. And you're going to learn because yeah. I couldn't tell the people couldn't tell me I had to go through it. Yeah. And I think that's I think that is a, a good point for people is like, you know, you're going to go through shit in life. It's going to happen. And guess what? You probably already have. And you made it through. Mm-hmm. You had kids. You know, you went through a divorce. Everything looked terrible ahead. The, the very difficult thing is, how do I see it better while I'm in it? Yeah. Right. How do I see it better while I'm in it? And that is the work. The work is in that process. And Gary Vaynerchuk, a uh, guy I follow, he's he's a great businessman, and he's he's got all sorts of great ways of thinking. But he he says, dude, I'm not I'm I'm in love. I'm not in love with the money. I'm in love with the process. You know, right. it's the game of life. It's yeah. the it's it's when shit hits the fan. Like I get to change that. I am the changer of things that create the result that I want, and right. I get to figure that out. And so I think for anybody watching, is number one, don't let your past determine your future okay because you know there's hope for you you know there's eight billion people on earth and you're not like anybody else there's only one of you i mean you're lucky enough to be here alive there's probably a hundred billion other little sperms dead in the water you know they're like they're like dude i wish i had a chance you know what i mean (laughs) and and you're lucky enough to be breathing and walking this earth now there is an abundance of money that you can, there's no, there's too much money in the world. So, yeah, you know, right. don't say that it isn't for you. I mean, there's too much of it. Opportunities out there for you guys to have it. That's the yeah. biggest thing is like, there's not a limit to it. Don't limit yourself to what you can do and don't allow your, your past dictate your future. And you know what, you know, don't complain number, you know, big thing. Don't, don't complain. That's like toxic stuff i mean that that is like poison in your life don't complain the best you can we're perfect we're not perfect but and and really just you know if opportunities arise and they present themselves i would i would avoid saying no before you really learn about it like even if you're already got things going on like yeah find out Mm. you know keep your mind open because you know, yeah, I don't buy lottery tickets. I'm not about to complain that I never struck lotto, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't buy them, you know, that's, I've never been, that's a great <laughs> sometimes point. I do, yeah, but yeah, you know, opportunities present themselves to people. Like what is one thing like luck is hard work. Uh, what is the, the saying? Opportunity is hard work and luck. Um, meet when, when hard work and luck meet each other, Something like, yeah. opportunity presents yeah. itself. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So if you work hard and you're not, you know, open, that hard work will never present that opportunity for you. For sure. You know what I mean? 100%. No, so like, like I would you just said, say that. That's a great yeah. point. Uh, yeah. I mean, we keep cutting each other off. <laughs> um, I'm good yeah, at that. I, no, talk, I talk pretty fast sometimes. Yeah. So. Well, especially with the delay on the internet. No, it's all good. But no, I was going to say, it's, yeah. it's a great point to say that a lot of people that complain a lot, um, don't do anything to change it, right? They, they, they don't compl- have the personal accountability. Exactly. Yeah. They sit there and you yeah. blame the world and you blame this just sitting where you're sitting and not thinking of anything of how to 
then change that situation and make it better. You're just complaining that the situation didn't change. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah. you know, oh, I'm cold, but I'm not going to turn the AC off. Right? But I'm going <laughs> to complain that it's cold. Right. It, it, yeah. It's it's weird. <laughs> it's true, man. I'm guilty for it, too. I mean, for years. Oh, we all are. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome. But uh, no, and that I think that's some some powerful messaging there. And thank you for the kind words. I, I, I think we're trying sure. to do that as well where we're trying to broaden our yeah. perspectives and hopefully other people's. Um, Cause there's, there's a lot we all don't know. Mm-hmm. And I'm willing to admit that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, we, we live in a, while well, Steinbach is full of a lot of very stubborn Germans <laughs> and, I'm one, and I'm one of them. So yeah, like, one of the things is like, it is so humbling, man. Sometimes just to like say, you know what, uh, I was wrong. You were right. Like I'm mm-hmm. taking this as a learning experience, but like with the, when you're too stubborn to even like learn, yeah. I mean, don't expect life to treat you very good. I mean, yeah. life is, um, it's, you could have a hundred years of experiences or like many people, they, they live till they're a hundred, but they die at 30, you know? Yeah. Right. Fun, and, man. and that yeah. is not where, <laughs> You know, how many old guys have you worked with that knew only one way? It's one way. It's the only way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I've worked with Germans in welding shops since Steinbeck and you couldn't tell them another way. Like, nope, no. this is the only way it works this way. And that's it. And like young punk comes in and finds a quicker, more effective, you know, <laughs> less hazardous way. And, yeah. and and it's like, you no, you don't do it that way. They get mad All at right. you for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So Shame I would you. say, you know. <laughs> Definitely don't want to die at 30 and live till 100 because what kind of life is that to live? I would rather sure. die at 30 living my best. Yeah. As it cuts out. <laughs> oh. oh, you're back. Well, we're back. Oh, yeah. okay. We lost the connection there a little bit. But I think we got the point. <laughs> um, yeah, so basically, like you said, you'd rather... Um, die at 30 living your best life then you know and that makes sense um, as morbid as it is um, yeah but I think that's that's powerful so is there anything you want to bring up Randy before we die at not really no man I think we covered it I think it was a good talk um, like I said a lot of it's just it's accountability you gotta you gotta do the work if you want the results right so that's, yeah. that's sort of the biggest thing to take yeah. away from it 100% yeah. 100% accountability momentum knowledge um, don't let the past define you move forward Love it. That's all powerful, positive stuff. Um, and that's the vibe I get from your content is that it's all like, yeah, like you said, self-improvement, self-wellness. Um, yeah. you know, let's work towards a better life, um, which only we can do, right? <laughs> you can't just complain yeah. And, yeah. and do nothing. So um, one thing and, I will yeah. say too is, is like, although growth does, although growth is painful, I yeah. mean, you know, this is something I learned recently. Um, you know, because people that are often invested in self-development the most, um, some somewhat can be, um, you know, unhappy with their circumstances in life or, you know, want better all the time. And, and, you know, don't get caught up in always, you know, thinking that, you know, 10 years from now, I'll have it all together and I'll be happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, the growth process, it, it's painful, but you can choose to find the little wins. And I would encourage people to find the little wins at the end of the day so that it makes that journey more fulfilling, you know, hundred percent sure. Um, joy and happiness isn't the cars and money and things for me. It's really just, I want to be pleased with my efforts at the end of the day. I want to be happy with myself, looking myself in the mirror. And when you work so damn hard in some direction, you get caught up in thinking that, you know, you got to work harder. You 
You got to invest more time. You got to, you know, that martyr mentality starts to come in that it's not going to come unless you are in such a, you've put in so much that it just pops out somewhere. And I want to give people that, you know, opportunity to know that it, it can be a daily thing. You know, you can be happy with your efforts and pleased with your day and your week every day, every week. Awesome. For sure. No, that's great. It's a good way to close it. I think, uh, like I said, oh, uh, I guess before you go, um, plug your social media stuff or right, website. Where can you find or you? Any, yeah. Where, where can people watch your stuff? Oh, yeah. You can go to uh, Facebook. Tristan Schellenberg is my Facebook. Um, Instagram, you can search me at the Tristan Miles. Miles is spelled M-Y-L-E-S. And I would say um, go to Facebook, check up Clutch Mindset. I, I created a mindset group there for people that are struggling with, you know, and need breakthroughs in life. It's kind of a no bullshit action only very little motivation uh, type group and it's growing and, and it's been international and it's helping people. It's actually helped people um, who are on the brink of suicide wow. um, overcome their, their limited beliefs and, and really just thrive in life. So you guys need, you know, get on there. It's clutch mindset. I don't get paid for it. That's all extra. Like I just do it because I know it's very hard to serve one person at a time. Mm, sure. And social platforms allow people to reach many people just like this podcast you're reaching so many people with this uh if you guys don't mind i'll, I'll probably share it on my my page as well uh, don't mind it um, <laughs> and just uh you know help you and you guys helped me so we'll help some people i think Wonderful. with that so awesome well, sounds at the end good today that's what all three of us are in for is just helping yep. people yep and, have, and I love having it. fun on some level but yeah <laughs> let's all be better <laughs> well you do if it wasn't fun right exactly <laughs> exactly right all right man well thanks for joining us uh, i'm glad we were able to catch up and connect and uh let's do it again soon for sure appreciate you guys thank you so much guys you Take bet care. have a good day have a good one bye okay we're back just us. Um, so that was Tristan Schellenberg, Tristan Miles. Check out his social media, as he mentioned. Um, yeah, like, sounds great. <laughs> like, I, I love sure. the messaging. Yeah. I love the the positivity. And I, I personally know a lot of people, and myself included, that could use more direction and more mm-hmm. um, progression. It happens. Everyone gets yep. complacent at some point in their life, yep. whether it's at... 18 whether it's at 40 whether it's close to retirement right it happens 100%. to everybody we all hit a point where it's like okay i've been doing the same thing for the last however many years it's been yep. or months or whatever it might be and just trying to break yourself out of that and be willing to go for the thing that maybe you didn't think you could do yep. or anything like that right just to break yourself out of that funk yeah totally agree um and i think he mentioned some resources there that uh, that people can use and I think could be very helpful. Some of the books that he mentioned, um, definitely check out resources online um, that I think we can all use a little bit more of. So without further ado, find us on Instagram at Two Idiots Podcast, on Facebook, Two Idiots Podcast, and on Twitter, Two Idiots Show. And by email, Podcast at gmail.com. Exactly. So definitely check him out. Check us out. Give everybody likes and follows and subscribes and and con- uh, views and and looks and eyeballs mm-hmm. and ears helps us um, all out and gets all the messages out there exactly 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 um, so thank you all for listening I hope that you were able to get something out of this um, like I personally did mm-hmm. uh, and uh, yeah we'll see you next week yeah. adios bye.